You can't be disappointed and get what you want. You can't be in worry and get what you want. You have to be what you want. We don't get what we want. We get what we are. We are it, and boom, it comes. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome to the Kathy Heller Podcast. This show is meant to be a guide for you. I want to be that mentor who can hold your hand through this journey. I know that there are so many twists and turns in navigating not only what is happening in our mind, but also understanding strategically how we want to get from where we are to where we want to go. In the show, we're going to talk not only about how we can start to become aware of what are the subconscious things that are holding us back and how we can instead choose thoughts that are actually going to propel us forward. But in addition to changing the landscape internally, we are going to talk about the strategies that actually will help you to build a profitable business, getting paid to be you. Because when you have a business where you do what you love, you never really have to have that sense of work because it's a pleasure, because it's joy. And really, I want you to have the most abundant life. I want you to have the kind of life that you love waking up to every day that you don't feel like you need a vacation from. So together on the show, every single episode, I want to be your friend. I want to be your mentor. I want to show you what is it that I think has really been insightful, been helpful. What are the tools and strategies? What are the mindset shifts that have helped me? And what are the things that have helped my guests to get to where they are? How can we together sort of cross this river to the most fulfilling life where we show up and we feel like we are living into our potential and having the most gorgeous, beautiful experience? Because after all, that is what we all desire. We're all craving to have the most joyful, beautiful life. And I really believe that we can design that and that we can experience a life that we just absolutely love. And not only will we enjoy it, but it will be a possibility for other people. It will show other people what's there for them. And then maybe together, each one of us, by being the happiest versions of ourselves and being the most fulfilled versions of ourselves, we will help other people to reach for that higher branch and to find that in their own life. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to the Kathy Heller Podcast. We have a really good episode for you today. I'm excited for you to hear some of this because... We talk about these events that we do and these retreats that we do. And sometimes I want to bring you guys with me and let you be a fly on the wall. So you're going to get to hear a piece of that today. And if you're interested in coming to the retreat, our bonuses expire April 1st, but there's some pretty cool bonuses you can find out about. And if you want to get all the details, you can go to kathyho.com slash retreat. The main reason that we do these retreats is to spend the time together really retreating from our regular routines and our lives so that we can create what we really want our life to look like. We meditate together and we create a completely different frequency, right? We start to live and breathe a different way of being. And that state of being starts to change what we see as available to us. And then when we come back to our lives, we're really plugged into not the old self, but the self that really feels aligned. So it's a pretty powerful experience. If you want to grab your spot, you can go to kathyheller.com slash retreat. All right. So I want to give you a little taste of what we do with these retreats. The first piece that you're going to hear is kind of a welcoming statement that I shared on one of the first days. I think this will encapsulate why this experience is important and how it can help you come into an elevated state of being. Take a listen. It's so good to see you guys. This is so much fun. So um, I just want to set the scene for you a little bit, what we're going to do over the next few days and where we're going to go over the next few days. 
And then I'll tell you sort of, you know, what, what you have to expect. And then we're going to start. So the whole deal, right? The whole deal with why we're here is we want to remember how this reality really works. And my hope for you guys, my intention for you is that you will leave here and you'll remember and you'll be back on track and you'll reset and you'll feel euphoria because that's really how we're supposed to feel. It's really how life's supposed to be. And um, part of it is that we have literally emotional addictions we have emotional addictions, and we all have them. Me too. <laughs> you too? Me too. <laughs> we have these emotional addictions, and um, we walk around in a trance, and we're missing this amazing thing called our life. We're missing out on it. And also, we live in a vibrational reality. We live in an electromagnetic universe. And that's all proven. That's like science. That's more real than anything. Okay. And thoughts are electric. They light up. They create electricity. And feelings are magnets. They pull. You can feel when someone's down and you feel pulled down. You can feel when someone's up and you feel pulled up. So you are literally an electric magnetic system. But most of the time you're not using it. You're not using it the way you want to use it. You're actually using it in the way you don't want to use it. And so this is about being held in the energy, being held in a clean container. So you come out like you just been through the most incredible car wash <laughs> and you can see and you can feel more importantly, your future now, you can live it now. And so we're going to practice that this, this over the next few days. And we're going to teach our body what it feels like to live in the life that we really want to be living in. And in that way, we will be electrically and magnetically aligning with this thing called this awesome field that's all around us that we're just not taking advantage of most of the time. So when we're held in that resonance, we tune to it, right? We're all instruments. And so if I can hold a certain note, you're going to feel that note. And so if we can do this together live for the next two and a half, three days, wow, then you can learn how to sustain that and keep coming back to it and keep memorizing it. And it will feel so good. So I'm going to invite you to do something right now, which is to energetically zip off your ego and just picture yourself zipping it off and leaving it in front of that door. And I promise you, it'll be there for you when you leave if you want. <laughs> but I don't think you're going to want it because it doesn't really serve us. But we are emotionally a little bit addicted to it, a lot addicted to it. So the goal of the next few days is to give ourselves a break and a chance to fully and totally practice what it feels like to think and feel the way our soul thinks and feels. And then, holy cow, we might actually get to say, 2023, just everything turned on, everything aligned, the best year of my life. 
You are so powerful. Each one of you is so powerful. Each one of us, you know, and as Marianne Williamson said to me, even if we did as much as we think we could do, we wouldn't scratch the surface, right? Every person, she said, who's walked this earth didn't scratch the surface of what they could do, right? Each one of us has the potential to be Gandhi, right? To be one of those people who just your vibration can make a difference. When you look at what's going on in this world right now, how do you make a decision today to do something about what happened yesterday? You do this. This is the work. This is how you vote. This is how you change it, right? My daughter just graduated from preschool. You probably all heard me say that now. And she got up with her little class, and they sang, put a little love in your heart. And everyone was bawling. And as simple and trite as it sounds, that's really it. That's how you change it, right? And it starts with every single one of us understanding that your vibration can love other people into life. That when you are coherent, that when you are in a state of alignment, when your electronic thoughts and your magnetic feelings are all radiating the true and total expansion of what it means to be a force called a human being, Everywhere you go, you're going to light people up. You're going to love them. Your loving vibration loves them into life. That's how that happens. And that's why we have to do this. So every time you find yourself caught in shame and doubt and all that, that's not okay. Because we live in a web. We're not separate, right? We look like we're separate. We're definitely not separate. We're just pools of consciousness in the exact same ocean. We can't afford it. Right? So I'm so impressed and I'm so proud and I'm so touched that you are sitting here today because getting here is not an easy thing. It's not. It, for lots of reasons. You know, there's the logistical reasons. I have three kids. I know what it's like to get away. I have tons of guilt that comes up. Oh, I'm going to Dispenza for six days. I can't go. Here's all right. Um, but I force myself to go because I know how much I need to go. But it's amazing that you're here, not just because of the logistics, but because of what you have to face and your resistance to get here. Because your ego says, why would you want to go there? You have a million good excuses not to go there. And you're here. And it's a little bit scary, like, oh, what am I going to bump up against? And so you might have something called inspiration over the next few days. Inspiration is the most electromagnetic thing on the planet. And when you're in a state of inspiration, that is called energy moving at such an elevated state. It moves faster than the speed of light. So we know that because when we're in that high of a vibration, we move right into creation immediately. And creation happens when the energy is so fast. It's faster than anything we can, we can see. And so when somebody is in an inspired state, and we try to read the EKG, or we try to look at brainwaves, they move so fast that we can't even measure it. So that's what's amazing. You think about God creating this world and how quickly that energy had to move to make the sun, to make the earth, to make all of us. Whatever that energy, you can call it God, you know, the universe, but something, something happened, and the energy had to move so fast. So when you're inspired, that's so amazing. But think about what has to happen for you to get inspired, right? If you're playing notes on a piano, and you're down here in shame and doubt and guilt and all this stuff, you got to move all the way up to these notes, right? To the point where the notes are notes you haven't even heard. They're off the piano, right? When I interviewed even Alexander, he's a neuroscientist from Harvard who had a near-death experience and was gone for like 11 days. 
he said there was music on the next, you know, plane, and he couldn't even find the notes on the piano, but he, it was like these sweeping orbs with the sound, right? And we know that sound, we know that that actually moves us into a different elevated state, but we have to be on an elevated plane vibrationally. And so really our only job every single second is to see how are we managing our vibration? Can we go a couple notches higher on the vibration scale, right? And then you're going to touch this thing called inspiration. You go, what was that? Something out of nothing, something out of nothing, an idea, a thought, a spark, a vision. That's it, right? My friend Amy Purdy just went to a small gathering like this, but she was invited privately to this gathering. It was her and Justin Timberlake and George Lucas and all. She's like, Kath, you don't understand. And um, she's like, and now I'm trying to get back to reality. And I said, no, that that's reality. That's reality. The thing called limitation, that's man-made. That's not reality. There's no such thing in God's world. It's just completely and totally expansive. You know, if a scientist came along and heard your thoughts when they get into that limited place, they would just say, eh, like false, like doesn't exist. What are you doing? Like, that's not true, but okay, you can live in that. And like everybody has the same antenna, you have the same circuitry, we could all do that and imagine what would happen. So what does that take? It takes taking that ego and putting it over there and taking your virtual reality headset that you're so tied to and just being aware that you're wearing it. And then we're going to take it off. And hopefully over the next few days, we're going to replace it with what's really going on. The second part that you're going to hear is an easy mindfulness practice that we did and a visualization exercise to help you mentally rehearse the life that you really can step into that's available to you right now. And I recommend that you try this mindfulness practice out. Maybe you want to go home and rewind it if you're not driving or just have time later to go over it. Take a listen. All right. So I realize that we all have different things on our plate at this moment, depending on what you ate or whatever. So I, I'm just going to give you a category of like, can you find one thing on your plate that's a fruit or a vegetable? Okay. So I, I bet you have one of those. So like, so I'm holding it to me up. Okay. Awesome. So what I want us to do is just kind of be really present with this experience for a second. And so, and you can do this wherever you go. Probably annoy the shit out of your fellow like meal. <laughs> or we eat. Is that a tomato? Pick it up. <laughs> Anyways. All right. So let's just, let's, let's fully take in all that's actually happening in this moment. Cause it really is like every single second is like a sound and light show. It is like the alpha and the omega. It is such an extraordinary gift. Remember when I said early this morning, like this is us living our life. Well, we don't usually live our life because we don't live it on our terms. So we also don't live our life. Like we're just not awake and we're not present and we're missing the greatest show of all time. So <clears throat> this fruit or vegetable that you're holding. I want you to think about for a second, what happened so that it made it to your fork right now? Okay. So let me take you on a journey. Okay. So there was a time, most likely in this case, where there was a person and he or she works on a farm and he or she went to work that day and planted a seed. This is part of what they were doing. And then there was daylight and then the days passed and there was a lot of wind and the seasons passed and there was rain and there was more sunlight. 
And some days were shadier than others and cloudier than others. And eventually this little seed started to sprout. And there were people who worked that land who we'll never meet and we'll never get to thank. And they show up there every day and they prune things away and they walk the land and they make sure that the irrigation systems are working and they, they tend to it and they take care of it. And then eventually this little seed grew to the point where this, this fruit or this vegetable that you have on your board, this tomato, this tomato was ready to be picked. And he or she, they, they saw it. They plucked it off, put it in a little bucket, and then off it went to meet up with somebody else. And there was a person, most likely probably like a guy, you know, who drives a truck, who has to say goodbye to his family all the time. And his kids don't see him all the time because he, he's on the road a lot, but he does it to pay the bills. And he shows up at this bar and he says, hey, and he says hi to these people that maybe he's seen many times or maybe it's his first time and they load up this truck and he goes on his drive and it's a, it's a drive. And he takes it to maybe, I mean, in this case, it was probably Publix, but if it was LA, it would be Ralph's or Gelson's or whatever. And he takes it there. And then there's a bunch of people who work their job at Publix and they work at Gelson's, they work at Bristol Farms, they work at Whole Foods, they put on their uniform every day and they humbly show up for that job. And they've got their own story. They've got their own lives. And they go to work and there's a truck and they take all those things off the truck and they put it onto this area in the produce section. And then there was a person who's responsible for going and collecting the stuff that comes here. And that person has a story and they have parents and they have kids. And they went and they grabbed it and they took it off the truck and they brought it into the kitchen. And then there's people who work in this kitchen and they take this fruit, and for whatever reason, this particular fruit or vegetable, like today was the day. Like they cut it up, and my team decided on a menu and thought, oh, watermelon salad, and ooh, heirloom tomatoes, and hmm, salmon burgers, and whatever it was. And the kitchen got that order and said, okay, cool, and started to prepare this beautiful meal. And then these awesome souls who all have families, who all come to work every day, dutifully just doing their job, they move it into this beautiful display. And you get up and you take it and you sit down. And we forget that the whole world is in this tomato. The whole world. The sun and the moon and the wind and the rain and the earth and all these human beings who we've never met. And if it was not for one of those people, if the truck had broken down, or if there was a drought, or if that farmer didn't decide to have that farm, we wouldn't be sitting eating this tomato. And if that happened a lot of times, well, we wouldn't be sitting here eating anything. So here we are. And now we go to the next part which is, first of all, oh my gosh, we are all completely interconnected. Absolutely, we are living inside of one ocean, of one collective pool of consciousness, of one sphere, of one self, of one light, because that's obvious from this. But then it's like, okay, so before you eat it, 
move it slowly as close to your mouth, but don't put it in your mouth. And I want you to see at what point can you already start to smell this fruit? How close do you need it to be to smell it? Like I can smell it from here. And just notice how good it smells. It's like, oh my God, you know, this is like, this is something, this smell came out of the earth. Like God made something that smells like this. And what does it smell like? It smells like summer. It smells like running when I was a kid. It smells like freedom. It smells fresh. It smells alive. It smells like hope. It smells like love. It smells like something mystical and magical. It's like a little bit sweet and a little bit salty. And it's perfect. And I didn't have to do anything. And it's so perfect. And now, still don't eat it. I want you to bring it even closer to your mouth. I want you to bring it like all the way up to your mouth without eating it. I want you to notice if you start to salivate, which is a normal thing, that your mouth starts to prepare for exactly what this is going to taste like. Your mouth like expects it and knows it, right? And notice that. And now when we actually are going to eat it, we're going to eat it really slowly, okay? So, and I'm talking, so I'm not going to eat it just because I'm going to talk to you while we do it. But I want you to take a small bite of it and put it in your mouth. And I want you, as you're chewing it, to notice where on your tongue you feel it. You feel it in the front of your mouth, the back, on the sides. You feel your whole mouth like light up with this burst of flavor. Just enjoy that. Just chew it and keep taking bites of this thing mindfully and let yourself enjoy the texture the flavor, where you feel it in your mouth. I'm like, what a fucking gift it is. Anyone who lost taste and smell during COVID, like mm-hmm. such a gift to be able to taste and smell. And how awesome life is when we actually show up with our senses and experience the life that we're actually living. Just chew that and enjoy it. And now... Just for the next, literally, like, I'll stop you in two minutes. I want you to eat for two minutes with that, aware, tasting it. I want you to taste your food and notice the texture and notice if it's salty and if it's it's sweet. And I want you to just eat for two minutes and be mindful while you're eating, just for two minutes. I notice the sound, if it's crunchy, and the color. Take in how many shades of green are on your plate. Notice how many shades of red are on your plate. Without food coloring. God-given. Right out of the magical, miraculous. Yellow, green, red, brown. Okay, so it's 12.40. That was two minutes. How does that feel? Does that feel at all different than how you normally experience food? Yes. 
right? So we used to do this at UCLA, like we would spend our entire lunchtime together at the quad, like, and my teacher would start with like, I'm peeling a banana, I'm eating a banana, and I was like, is wrong with her? But then it was like, oh my God, she's peeling the banana, look at the banana, look at it, smell it, smell it. Um, and like, when you actually live, you start living this way, and of course you're not going to be able to do this all the time, because you're in trance, a lot of the time, but the more you get conscious of being unconscious, you're going to get to do that more. And then you think about if you got to do that for a thousand days in a row, you'd get your life back, right? And that's just with eating. Even if you only did it two minutes a day for the rest of your life. So you could start by one thing that I do. I did a little video about this. Every morning, I have a little morning meditation practice and then I go downstairs and make my espresso. And my first three sips of that coffee, I close my eyes and taste it. And like, let it like, I notice like where it is on my tongue. I notice the vanilla. I notice the warmth. And the rest of the coffee, I don't enjoy it as much, but I enjoy it. But like, I know that at least I get those first few sips. So you can make that little note to yourself. Like, okay, I want to start to be more dropped in. I want to be aligned. Well, how do I get aligned? I show up in the moment. The moment is the beeline for alignment. So the more that we do things like this, we can attend to the moment. Um, and it's also really beautiful because we can be grateful and appreciating so much of what we have and so many people who are around us all the time who we forget to know that we are totally inextricably linked to, right? There's no such thing. It's like, I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. It's like, you're not red and you're not blue. We're purple. Like, we are each other, right? We are each other. I'm in the South. I'm in the North. Like, you're me and I'm you. That's it. Right? There's no getting through this without each other. So we better figure out how to get along and appreciate each other. I want you guys to do something while you're not talking, which is really fun. It's part of our next like, activity. You're going to find this, a, a collection of 18 images on your phone. And you're, you know how to make a, a photo folder? Holly's like, yeah, of course. But you guys want to make a folder in your iPhoto or whatever you use and create it like a, it doesn't even have to be a slideshow because when we do what we're going to do with it, you can literally just flip through it. But do you know how to make a folder of photos? Yeah? So um, I want you to like make a new album in your iPhoto or whatever. I want you to find photos in your phone. So you can find them online, find them in your own archives of your own photos. But I want you to get a collection of about 18 photos. If you get 15, that's fine. If you get 20, that's fine. And I want you to basically create a little slideshow, which is kind of like we're making like a very quick vision board of things that reflect what we want to see manifested in our life. So if you want, I was going to give you categories, which are like locations, right? So beautiful images of places that make you feel expansive, things that places you you would love to be sitting, sitting, seated over the next little while in your future vortex, like locations, things you might want to be eating, kind of activities you might want to be doing that could involve both work activities, but also just like life activities. You're basically just collecting a bunch of images in this place after being in this kind of alignment for the last day and a half that would reflect what you see, right? What you see for yourself. 
Okay, guys, here's what we're going to do now. Was that fun, by the way, to make a slideshow? Yeah. yeah. It's so fun. And, um, you know, we talk about mental rehearsal, and we don't do it. But we actually do it more than we think for the things that we don't want. You are constantly mentally rehearsing what you don't want, and then you just keep walking right into it. So you're like, oh my God, my mom's going to come over and I know how it's going to go and it goes that way, you know, or, oh my God, things don't work out or it's too hard or I just can't figure out how to monetize it. So you don't, you know, whatever it is. And we don't spend enough time mentally rehearsing like how awesome it feels because it already exists. It's already done. Like this universe is so fertile. And when Mike Dooley and I were talking, how many of you know Mike Dooley? He's so great. He created something called Notes from the Universe. And he was saying, he's like, yeah, the thing is, it's not a net neutral universe. It's actually so net positive that whenever you take the right step in alignment, the universe meets you with like a thousand more steps, right? It pushes you even further because it's so in our favor. And what that means is like, imagine you have this magic fertilizer that... All that you need is already there. All the nutrients. And like all you have to do is plant a thought and then thoughts become things. So like you plan a thought and boom, out comes all that is materialized from your thought into this fertilizer. And um, I'm sure you've heard me tell this story before, but I've gotten you know really close with Sherry Salata over the last few years, who's a wonderful person. And so happy for her right now because like taking people on these trips, which is just, I'm so happy for her. But she was executive producer for Oprah and she was president of OWN. And so I've gotten to like kind of really know a little bit more about what goes on in there and how that all went. And some people don't know the whole story, but the really quick, amazing, fascinating story is that Oprah is like a total master manifester. And she just always kind of knew that thoughts become, that thoughts become, and that's it. And it's already done. And you get met there because you're a match for it. You are it. And so the story is so crazy because she had read a book called The Color Purple. It was a book. And she remembers when she picked the book up in the bookstore, sitting down, crouched down, and reading the entire thing cover to cover because it was her story. It was a story about a young girl who had gone through tremendous abuse and had gotten pregnant and all of this stuff. And she was like, oh my God, like this is me in a book. And so she bought every copy that they had at the store. And she would literally give this book out to people. Like you have to read this book. This book is the most amazing book. You have to read this book. You have to read this book. And she would go back to the bookstore and then literally like walking home, she would give out this book. That's how crazy she was about this book. And she was working and broadcasting and, you know, all the rest. And people told her, you know, really awesome things like you don't have a face for TV or, you know, you're not what we're looking for. This will never work out for you. you know, all the stuff, all the stuff, all the stuff, all the stuff, all the stuff. And she actually, like, didn't really notice because her thought was this book is going to become a movie and I'm going to be in it. And she was like, I'm going to be in this movie called The Color Purple. I just know it because I have a visceral reaction to this book. And she was 
you know, auditioning for certain things as a journalist and whatever was going on and it wasn't exactly happening. And she got a call from her agent that there was a, there was a movie being shot and it's called da 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 da. And Oprah says to her, are you sure it's not called the color purple? Like, this is how clearly she's manifesting. And the woman goes, no, it's not called the color purple. I don't know what you're talking about. It's called such and such. And, you know, they're looking for people who kind of fit your type. And I think, you know, you should read for it. And she was not famous. She was not anybody at that time. And she gets to the audition. And she gets handed the script, which is her little sides, like three pages of what she's going to read. And she opens it up. And the first line that she's supposed to read, it says one word with an exclamation point. Harpo. That's what it says, an exclamation point. And she's like, that's crazy. That's my name. That's Oprah. Like, it's me. Because Harpo eventually, right, becomes the character who plays her husband. And as she reads, like, like one more sentence, she's like, this is the color purple. This is the color purple. <laughs> and they're handing me my part. Like, literally, I'm walking in and saying, Oprah, like, this is you. This is your So she goes in. She reads for the part. She'd never done anything like that. And she was obsessing over it. She's like, I have to get this part. Like, this is my part. Like, I knew this would happen. I said it out loud. I talked this into the world. Thoughts become things. This is happening. Like, this is going to happen. And so she was calling her agent, calling her agent. Her agent's like... They haven't said anything, and, like, you should just know, like, very famous women have auditioned for this part, like Alfie Woodard and, like, every gorgeous, talented black actress in America has auditioned for this role. So, like, you know, just keep all that in mind. And she was just like, yeah, but this is my part. Like, thoughts become things. Like, I just know it. I just know it. I just know it. And then she, she just couldn't help herself, so she called Steven Spielberg's office. And um, she hadn't met him, but she called the office, and um, they were like, you don't call here. Like, we don't, we'll call you, da 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 And she was like, really? Like, nothing? Yeah, really? And the woman was like, no, like, I haven't heard a word about it. I know they auditioned such and such and such and such. And she was like, oh, my God, I'm so stupid. Like, I can't believe that I thought this, like, all these... Oscar award winners are like, you know, auditioning. And then she was like, maybe I'm just fat. Like, I'm too fat. Like, why did I think that I could get this part when I'm overweight? I just forget it. Like, I, I'm not getting this part, clearly. And she was so upset about it. She couldn't let it go that she was like, I'm going to get out of Chicago. So she went to some, she, these are her words, like a fat farm. Like, I went to a fat farm and I decided like, oh my God, Oprah, I can't believe you. You lose weight. You're disgusting. Like, and you, you can't get over it. You just can't get over it. And it's not happening. And da, da, da. So she goes to this place. She's like, I checked myself in. I'm going to lose the weight. Maybe then eventually if I lost weight, I'd be enough. And who was I thinking I was? And so she gets totally out of alignment and she's running on this track. She's running on this track. And as she's running, she realizes she's totally out of alignment and she realizes like she's going to have to let this go. And so she starts to say to herself, like, whoever gets this part is okay with me. And then she's running and she's like, no, not whoever gets part okay with me. She's like, I want to picture myself congratulating Alfie Woodard. She's going to win the Oscar for this part. And I'm going to wish her, like, you are amazing. And she's like, and I walked off the track, dropped to my knees, 
and said to to God, like, God bless Alfie Woodard. She is so extraordinary. And I acknowledge that she is the right person for this part. And it is the best thing that could have ever happened. And she's stunning and she's radiant and she's amazing. And I'm so, and so she said, I got to the place where I was like, so happy for her. Like, of course she should have this part. And I could be at peace now because she's supposed to play this part. And just then this person runs out to the track and he's like, are you Oprah? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, there's a phone call for you. And she's like, okay. And she runs inside and she picks up the phone and it's Steven Spielberg. <laughs> and he goes, is this Oprah Winfrey? And she's like, yeah. He goes, where are you? And he's, she's like, I'm out of fact. He goes, what are you doing here? I, I have to call such and such. And he goes, did you lose weight? Did you lose a pound? And she goes, no, I don't uh, No, absolutely no. And he goes, you better not have lost any weight because if you lost one ounce, you're going to be in danger of losing this role. He goes, I need you in LA tomorrow morning. And she's like, absolutely. And she hangs up the phone, drives to Dairy Queen. She eats like ice cream cones. Yeah. She's like, I was like, give me the ice cream. Eats the ice cream cones. And the next day she walks in and she's sitting across from Steven Spielberg. And he's like, oh, thank God you look great. Oh, I was so worried, you know? And she sits down and she's like, oh my gosh, I came from a meeting you. Like, you know, I read this book and da, da, da. And then you had all these people. And he looked at her and he goes, I watched the tapes. It was always you. The second you walked in, it was you. And he said to her, and this is like the truth of the movie. He goes, you're the first person I cast you're the blue. Like you are Sophia. And once I had you, I can cast that whole movie because it's you. And she like bursts into tears and she does this movie and she's amazing in it. And everyone's amazing in it. And the movie has its moment and she's totally satisfied with life. Like, holy crap. What could possibly be better than this? Nothing. <laughs> and then she gets a phone call. So we were thinking that it might be really cool if you had your own talk show. <laughs> and we'd love to try it for a season and see how it goes. And she's like, my own show because I was in that movie, because I read a book in a bookstore and went crazy and gave it to 25 people who were strangers on a bridge and you're going to give me a talk show and it's my show. Yeah, we just want to see it for a season. See how it goes. Okay, I'll do that, right? And then becomes the single biggest thing that's ever happened in television history because thoughts become things. So we were just talking before we broke for lunch and she said, what's so interesting because people say like, how do I do that? But like, how do I do that? And what did you say? I don't even remember. You said, <laughs> what did I say? You said, when people say, well, I don't know how to do that. You say they're just using that as an excuse to yes. be out of alignment. Like we don't want to get what really is the power that creates worlds. And when you are fully and totally taking your power, claiming your power, 
It is a match. The universe responds to you. So she knew that I will be in this movie. Of course, it turns out it was the color purple. And even when she was releasing it, right, that was her going back into wholeness. Like, okay, I'm okay. It doesn't make sense here. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm manifesting this, but all right, I'm going to find alignment again. Like, even if I have to, even if it kills me, I'm finding alignment. And then boom, it comes right back because she is a mad word. She couldn't miss it, couldn't miss her, but she found that alignment. And that was the moment, of course, where she heard about it because that's how it, you can't be disappointed and get what you want. You can't be in worry and get what you want. You have to be what you want. We don't get what we want. We get what we are. We are it and boom, it comes, right? So this whole thing about mentally rehearsing it you asked yesterday morning, how often do you meditate? And a lot of you were like, oh my God, I meditate every day. How many days, you said, I think you said how many consecutive days, mm-hmm. how many consecutive days in the last month have you mentally rehearsed what you're creating? How many people have done it? 10 times. How many people have done it 20 times? Think about that you're thinking thousands of thoughts a day. So all day long, it's like you have this magical canvas and this magical paintbrush and you're just writing a script that you don't want to be in. You're writing a part for yourself that you don't want to play all day long and you're mentally rehearsing it and you're talking about it and you're talking about why you can't have this other thing, but why you can't have this and how disappointing it is that you can't have that, right? When really you could take this thing called your electromagnetic life force and write this thing called the script of this is the part, this is the play. This is the movie. This is everything. And it's called the movie of my life, right? So we're going to do that right now. And what you're going to do is you're going to enjoy. You're going to enjoy this. And here's how we're going to do it. You're going to take this slideshow you just made. So I'm going to like pull up the album. And I want you to just let this movie wash over you. How does it feel? What are you doing? How good does that feel? How good does it feel? Who's there? What does it smell like? What does it feel like? Oh my God. Mentally rehearse it, right? Like Michael Jordan sitting on that, sitting his ass down. If he can sit his ass down, right? And give testimony that that was going to work for him and not dribble for an extra hour, then you could take a little note from that and go, that must work, right? I'm going to do that too. Jerry Seinfeld is going to meditate twice a day. All right. I think I'm going to also mentally rehearse this, right? Mentally rehearsing it. I want you to just see yourself there. But the idea is you're there. You're living it. You're enjoying it. You're vibing with it. And that's step one, okay? You can just enjoy this. You can just feel how when you guys like get into alignment, you're just so clear and you're not, you're, you're not stuck. You're just ready to go. And actually, there's nowhere to go. You're done. You're there. It's just coming toward you now. That's really how it works. It's amazing. We really are so convinced that it is so hard and it's so far away. And there's like, because it looks like things are separate, but you and I aren't separate. It's an optical illusion that we're separate, right? We're really, if you actually looked under a microscope, we're just swimming in a field. And if I go like this, it moves these molecules and you feel that difference. And I feel that difference. And we're all swimming in a pool. It's one big pool. So if somebody heats it up, you know, 
we feel we all feel it so we all need to do this for the collective and so when we drop into the, what is real versus the illusion we're like oh yeah I'm already in it. I'm already there. I don't have to think that there's like this space between us or this person's ego is ahead of me, right? So they're on a different plane. It's like, no, no, we're in the same plane, same plane. So there's access and immediacy. It's now. It's going to happen now. When does it happen? Now. How does it happen? It happens by being right in the now. DNA is information, right? It's really fascinating. Like DNA looks like a film strip, but it's a code. And it's a piece of software, basically, that tells your body colors and shapes and sizes and whatever. And it's like, it's information. And it's information that is, it's spinning in energy. It's energetic information. So frequency carries information. Energy carries information. Right? So if I want to send you a message, I need Wi-Fi or cell reception, or I used to need like Morse code, right? But I need some frequency to get information across. But the idea is that, so you're, we really need to get this. So like basically your energy in every moment is information. So you are with your energy. You're basically putting a certain imprint. You're broadcasting a certain a certain, let's call that like your own code of, of DNA of what you're creating. And so your energy gets put into this field and it, it is a code and it is like a key. So certain moments, whatever your energy is, it will unlock a certain door. It is the thread to the needle, right? And other times your energy is just nowhere close to the code you really want to be writing. And so how quickly can you wind up getting the call from Steven Spielberg? Like now, right now, right where you are from the place of I'm fully in this. I am this. I'm a match for this. Well, I hope that you got something out of that. If you want to sign up for the retreat and join me for three days in June, you can go to kathyheller.com slash retreat and grab your spot. All right. Here are the takeaways. Number one, you are so powerful. You haven't even scratched the surface of what you can do. Number two, when you're coherent, when you're in a state of alignment, when your electronic thoughts are all radiating this true and total expansion of what it means to be a force called a human being, then everywhere you go, you're going to light up people just by loving them. And you can love those other peoples into their own life force. Number three, our only job every single second is to see how we are managing our own focus and our own vibration. Number four, every single second is like a sound and light show. It's just such an extraordinary gift. Number five, it's not net neutral, this universe. It's actually net positive that wherever you take one step in alignment, the universe meets you with a thousand more steps. When you're fully and totally claiming your power, it is a match. The universe responds to you. Number six, you can't be disappointed and get what you want. You can't be in a state of worry and get what you want. We don't get what we want. We get what we are. So you have to be that which is what you want. When you are it, boom, it all comes. And number seven, it's an optical illusion that we're separate. We're actually just swimming in a field, this one big infinite field. It's a giant pool. So we all need to do this for the good of the collective. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you know how much I appreciate you. And I hope that you're getting something out of every single episode. We have so many good episodes coming up. 
you'll soon be hearing from Gretchen Rubin, who's coming back on. She just wrote a new book, Rain Wilson, I just interviewed. You'll hear that episode soon. So please follow along on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you want to listen and subscribe. And if you're really getting value from this, then please leave us a review. And perhaps you might think of someone who would appreciate this episode. You can send them the link. You can text it to them or email it to them or post about it on your Instagram. And finally, if you want to spend three transformational days with me, you can be at this retreat together with me for three days and just think what might happen and what might change in your life. You can go to kathyheller.com slash retreat to grab your spot. I love you so much. I'll leave you with a song. Hope you have a great weekend. Show sure.